Hi, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I'm your host, Autumn Frisbee. All right, welcome everyone. I'm excited to have Nancy Confer with us. She is the director of Florida Unschoolers, located here in Hope Sound. Um, and I'm excited for her to, sc- to discuss umbrella schools with us. So just to start off, in Florida, we know there are three ways that you can structure your homeschool. Homeschooling under the homeschool statute, which is um, the HEP, Home Education Program. You can also homeschool under a private school, which is an umbrella program, or you can homeschool with a private tutor. So I'm excited for Nancy to kind of um, tell us a little bit more about the umbrella school option. So would you please start out um, by telling the listeners a little bit about what an umbrella school is? Sure, Autumn, I'd be happy to. And it's wonderful to be here. Um, Umbrella schools are technically legally private schools. So you'd be enrolling your child in a private school for attendance purposes. Um, All of these options that Autumn mentioned are about being in compliance with Florida's compulsory attendance law and private school enrollment is one of the ways to accomplish that. Um, It's different paperwork from uh, signing up with the county. The county send a letter of intent with the um, umbrella school. You're enrolling your child in a private school. So it's that set of paperwork, birth certificate and school physical and that sort of thing. Um, And the ongoing accountability requirements are different. Instead of having the portfolio and annual evaluation that you have under the uh, county option, you would report attendance instead which because of the nature of all of this being mostly online and it's a distance learning sort of situation, you're basically checking in to let the owner of the umbrella school know that you're still there and you still want to continue. Um, So the record keeping as you go along is different and the enrollment process is different. Um, There are a couple of good reasons to choose the county option. If your child's going to do extracurriculars at the local public school or you're interested in dual enrollment at the local community college for your older child, um, then you should be registered with the county. But other than that, it makes absolutely no difference as far as the content of what you're doing as a home educating family. Um, The reporting process is different, the startup process paperwork is different, but as far as how you go along and live your life as a home educator, it shouldn't change that at all. Okay. Um, And so the benefits of choosing the umbrella school versus a traditional HEP um, homeschool program is basically um, for a younger student, can you talk about maybe the benefits for maybe in the elementary years to do an umbrella school? It's the same benefits all along. Some people uh, don't mind keeping the portfolio and uh, having that annual evaluation. And when they're registered with the county, some people enjoy meeting with the evaluator and having another set of eyes look at what they're doing. A lot of people do not want that um, oversight and feel like it changes the texture of what they're doing, um, that they're going to do things differently because they're expecting to be checked on by the end of the year. Um, So all along, at any age, it really comes down to your personal choice, how much you want um, to report to a third party and how much you are just able to do things uh, your way and are comfortable with that. And either way is, is fine as far as the content, but no matter what paperwork and what accountability you feel comfortable with, 
as you go along. Okay. And then um, the difference between an umbrella versus a private school, could you speak a little bit about that? Umbrella schools are a type of private school. We operate under the same statute as the brick and mortar private school down the street. Um, That's why the paperwork is what it is. The paperwork that makes sense if your child's going to a brick and mortar school doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Reporting attendance doesn't make a whole lot of sense because your child's there every day. Um, But that is what the statute for private schools requires. And so that's what umbrella schools at a minimum require. And each private umbrella school is owned by an individual like me. I own Florida Unschoolers. So I require the minimum that the law requires. Other umbrella school owners have um, ideas and philosophies about how they think uh, schooling should be done. And they may require you to use a certain curriculum or to meet up at a certain time or to um, you know, be evaluated by them or to test or to do, do whatever they decide is the proper way to run their private school. Um, and that's what you're paying for, those services and uh, you shop around and find out uh, which school suits your philosophy and your approach to learning at home. Okay. Do you know approximately how many umbrella schools there are in Palm Beach County, or can you really sign up with any umbrella school in the state of Florida? You may sign up with any umbrella school in the state of Florida. For instance, Florida Unschoolers has students all over Florida. Uh, You're not limited to ones that are in your county, but that is up to the owner of the private school. If part of their philosophy is that we all have to meet once a month, then it's going to be a more local private school, umbrella school. If, like mine, the philosophy is to leave you alone while you get on with doing whatever you want to do as a home educator, um, then it doesn't matter where you are. I'm probably never going to meet you. Um, So it, it is up to the owner of the private school, but you can use anyone you want. I don't think anyone knows how many private or umbrella schools there are actually in Florida. Um, because the only listing for private schools that's any kind of official is with the State Department of Education. They have a register of all the private schools in Florida and umbrella schools are mixed in there, Um, but they're not separated out to let you know what type of school it is until you contact them. Okay, Um, so that's a good place maybe to start if people are looking for other umbrella schools or kind of to research what's available in their county. and then, so if students are receiving grants, um, scholarships such as the Gardener um, or anything else, is that something that they can still use if they're signed up through an umbrella school? Yes. Um, many Florida Unschooler students who are special needs students uh, receive Gardener funding, for instance. And doesn't I don't get paid for Gardener funding because I don't choose to participate on that level which means I don't require the testing that a private school would have to require in order to uh, participate. But that doesn't mean a student can't get funded. Um, So yes, if your child is enrolled in an umbrella school, they more than likely can get Gardner funding if they're special needs and meet the requirements. The other programs, and you know, this whole set of programs just went through a big uh, legislative redo. Um, So the name's going to change and it's all just terribly confusing right now. But um, the other programs that are designed to pay tuition at a brick and mortar private school would not apply to umbrella schools um, and would not apply to county registered homeschoolers, but certainly the Gardner program does. 
Okay. Yeah. So the new school choice options are going to only be for like a brick and mortar, mortar, sorry, <laughs> um, type of private school. Right. Because they're for tuition. Right. Basically. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that gives us a good basis of kind of the umbrella school. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your background and your experience in homeschooling? Sure. Um, my kids are, are grown now. They were unschooled for most of their school years. Uh, we started off when my son was a kindergarten dropout because he was already reading and bored and, and very just getting sadder by the day. So I finally realized, oh, well, this is something to do with school. And um, my daughter was along for that ride. And she and my son were unschooled for almost their entire school years. Um, then she decided to go for dual enrollment for the last couple of years of her home education. But for most of the time, they were unschooled. They did extensive reading. They did deep dives into their interests. And they were happily unschooled kids. Um, now they are both just wonderful young adults. They have both graduated from college. They have lovely, wonderful, significant others. And uh, amazingly enough, in these times, they both have started good careers. So they're the greatest kids ever, of <laughs> course, um, and they're, they're both doing really well. What a blessing, you know, just to see that you're, um, what you were doing, you know, and how it impacted their future. Um, and so can you explain a little bit about the unschooling side of things um, or de-schooling for new homeschool families that aren't aware of that kind of, uh, I guess, freedom that we have in homeschooling? Sure. I think um, unschooling and de-schooling are words that often get tangled up and they mean completely different things. Um, unschooling is a particular approach to learning at home. And it starts with not using a curriculum, not basing your days around a standard curriculum. But it's a lot more than that. It's about living a full life, a life well-lived, full of curiosity, following up on your interests, learning along the way as you explore things with your kids. Um, and once you let go of the school mold, mold and the curriculum, the whole world opens up to you. Um, but And there's a lot more to the unschooling philosophy, and I urge people to go read about it, it's, uh, even if you're going to do a more traditional curriculum-based homeschooling. Um, there's a lot to unschooling and you could learn about it. Um, when Florida Unschool was first started, there were only six kids enrolled, including my two, and that was in 2001. And now there are over 10,000 kids enrolled and uh, all over Florida. And we have every sort of home educating family from traditional curriculum-based homeschoolers to unschoolers who are not using a curriculum to relaxed homeschoolers, which is where I think a lot of people uh, sort of end up is in this uh, middle of, of the uh, spectrum of homeschooling choices where they use a little bit of curriculum for one or two subjects and then they do a lot of nice uh, activities and use other resources for their homeschooling. So there's every sort of home educator enrolled in Florida unschoolers. So the name can be a little confusing. Um, now, that is a little bit about unschooling and the other approaches to learning at home. But no matter where the family ends up on that spectrum of choices of how you want to do things, what philosophy, what approach you want to take, everyone needs to know about de-schooling. 
And uh, de-schooling is that long process where you're transitioning from traditional school. I went to school, probably a lot of parents went to traditional brick and mortar school, where you're making the long sort of difficult transition from that sort of thinking and that mindset to being at home. And uh, you have to let yourself, give yourself permission to let go of all the school habits that you've accumulated over the years, all the timetables that you think you have to live by, all the shoulds and have tos, and learn how to put together your own day and how to make all these choices and decisions for yourself and your family. Um, it's not something that you're going to accomplish overnight. It usually takes months of de-schooling because you're unlearning something. You're unlearning all this training you've had and um, it's difficult. Unlearning something is always difficult. And getting used to being in charge of your own time is, is not easy. Eventually you get to a point where the yellow school bus is pulling away and your kids aren't on it. And um, it's not gonna be summertime, you know, you're not expecting your kids to go to school then. But when they would normally be on that school bus um, and your kids not, and everybody's okay with that. If you can be okay with that and just relax and at home and enjoying your time with your kids, you've started to build a base and now you're de-schooling. You have started to de-school and you can now start to add things by choice, making an affirmative choice about things you want to do with your family, as opposed to just feeling like you have to sign them up for six online courses, or you have to go out and buy hundreds of dollars worth of curriculum and you know make them sit at the kitchen table for six hours a day. Um, start to make affirmative choices. Maybe you add a class or an activity. Um, you go on a nice outing. You'd find a local homeschool support group. You do a project together. Maybe you buy some curriculum and try it. Maybe you try some online things. Um, and you, the parent, can start to notice how learning is happening all the time without you having to pretend to be a teacher and forcing everything to seem like a lesson. Um, and when you and your children are engaged in some sort of fun activity, you've had a good night's sleep, you're working on your own schedule, you're taking breaks as you want to and as you need to, you're getting outside, you know, heat permitting, um, and you're enjoying yourselves and maybe getting up and baking some cookies instead of doing that math worksheet, um, using curriculum as you decide to use it. Um, spending more time on a concept if a child needs more time on that concept in the curriculum or skipping over the parts that they already know. Um, that's all acceptable and you're beginning, and it all counts, and you're beginning to shape what your days are going to look like. And you're going to keep on doing that. You're going to keep on learning how to let go of school structure and how to build your own structure. And that's a long process. And that's what de-schooling is. It's transitioning how, into how you want to live as a home learning family. Wow, that was beautiful. Like beautiful illustration of really, I think the reason, um, well, for me personally, that I started to homeschool, mm -hmm. but that was two years ago and I've been homeschooling two years and I, I feel like I'm still kind of in a de-schooling process. So 
I believe that you say it takes a while. (laughs) It it does take a while. And I think we all sort of fall back on those old habits and we start to think, oh, should I be doing this? And you kind of have to remind yourself why you started and um, remind yourself, you know, yeah, the kids are happier when we do it our way instead of, you know, some forced march because you remember how you did it back in school. Um, And it, it does take, over the years, you'll catch yourself, you know, a few more times. Um, at the beginning, though, I think it's really hard for parents. It's, it's easier for the kids, I think, but it's hard for the parents to sort of let go of all that training, all those years of habits, and, and then build back as structured as you want it to be or you, you need it to be. Some kids do better with a little structure. Some are better flying by the seat of their pants. Um, you know, you have special needs kids who have appointments. Well, that doesn't mean your day's interrupted. That's part of your day. You have a kid who's an athlete of some kind. Well, that's part of your day. You build your your schedule around that. Maybe you want to travel, take little trips in Florida or further. Um, that's all part of your home education adventure. So getting comfortable with not doing the school timetable is it takes time and it's it's worth it though. It's a lovely way to live. <laughs> it, it does. It sounds like paradise really. Um, if we could get our mindset around that, yeah. but the outside expectations, just like anything can weigh you down. And a lot of new homeschool parents, um, especially what we've seen over the last year, people moving to homeschool, but they think right. that homeschooling is sticking their, their kid online in front of the computer all that time and it's failing for them and their children are miserable, you know? Exactly. And, and rightly so. And I think (laughs) that, um, a lot of parents have moved into what they think is home education and they're just here looking for some sort of safe haven for a year or so. They're not really here long-term and, um, I'm happy. I have hundreds of kids who were enrolled with my school this year, and I fully expect, you know, many of them will be going back to public school in the fall. Um, I'm happy to have provided a place for them to be for a year or so. Um, but it's not for everyone. And it doesn't, this, it's like pretending that summertime is going to be, oh, we're going to practice homeschooling over the summer. And that's what homeschooling is going to be like. I think new homeschoolers sometimes have that idea too. And that's not it. That's that's not the real thing. It doesn't really start until your kid would have been going to school. And like the, the uh, poor families who've had to, you know, make this choice, been forced into this choice by this horrible pandemic. um, It's not a real uh, experience for them. It's not really what home education is about. And some of them will stick around, and I hope they do, and they continue to, you know, move away from that uh, public school experience and, and really dive into home educating. But I think a lot of them will go back, and that's fine. If they had a place to be for a while, and and there are just thousands and thousands. I don't, I know the state keeps a count of the county registered homeschoolers, and um, as far as I've ever heard anyone say, there's a comparable number of umbrella school homeschoolers in Florida. So you can kind of double that number that the Department of Ed lists. And there are just thousands and thousands of families in Florida who really dive into home education. And it's just a wonderful way to live. Yeah. And I can tell that, I mean, you definitely have a passion for it. And um, honestly, so do I. And I just want people to understand that freedom that we have. 
but also that not any homeschool is going to look like the other. Exactly. And that's really hard to grasp too, because there's also expectations from other homeschool moms and other homeschool families. And you're just, you can't compare yourself to those people. You can't. I have two kids and they are just black and white in their interests, in their um, careers that they have now. And and as they were going along, their their activities that they wanted to be involved in, um, their strengths, their weaknesses, just completely different. And that's just my little family. You know, if you try to compare your kids to the neighbor's homeschool kids, and you see, oh, that curriculum's working for them, and your kid hates it. I mean, that's going to be that's going to happen. And then, even when you think you've got it all figured out, and you're the best homeschooling parent ever, um, you know, then the child grows and learns and needs something completely different. And every couple of years, you may be back at square one trying to figure out what to do because um, their interests change and their needs change. And then as they get older, they're going to have other goals. Maybe they're going to college. Maybe they're going to trade school. Maybe they're going to work. Maybe they don't know. Um, and how to you know, meet those needs and help them move toward those goals. It's going to be different from what you did when they were six and you were all learning you know, how to read and go to the beach and make shell art. Right. And, and that's the thing. I think it's really setting at the beginning um, or just keep resetting, like what is your end goal? And I love how you said, um, learning along the way and um, inspiring their curiosity. Exactly. And who exactly. do you want to end up graduating? You know, you're, this is a child, not like a real person, not just this um, textbook kind of person. Right. And so. I think especially we, we all have the Internet now, hopefully. Um, and goodness knows, you know, libraries around here anyway are just thrilled to help homeschoolers. Um, and there's so many resources, so many choices out there. It can be overwhelming at first. Um, but you want a child who maybe you know, may not fit the mold of a particular page in the curriculum that you're doing, but is able to ask questions and is curious and knows that there are resources when they have uh, questions. They know how to go Google something or look something up at the library or ask the librarian or ask you or, you know, want to take a, a visit to the zoo to find something out or, or wherever you would go. You know, want to go take an art class because they saw something online and they want to know more about that. Um, who are inspired and curious about learning more and more, um, whether or not it looks particularly standardized. Right. And to get them to be able to think critically and to think about um, learning on their own. Like eventually that's the goal. Right. It's for it, them is, too. It, it is the goal. And, and how do they do that? They do that by being able to practice as you go along. If you never give them the chance to uh, explore something they're interested in. If, if we all have to stick to the, the list of things that some, you know, textbook publisher said they have to do, and we never branch off, and we never feel like we're heard, um, then we don't learn those skills. But if you're allowed to um, ask questions, and you are heard, and you know, the people around you are responsive to what you're interested in, um, then you learn that your opinion is valued and you're being curious is a good thing and you learn the skills to go get those answers by practicing them and you start young and you let's go look that up i don't know the answer to where does this leaf come from you know let's go look it up um and they see you helping them to look it up and they learn those same skills 
Right. And you're all learning as a family. I've learned a lot about reptiles in the last few years. <laughs> and learned to love them as well, you know, so. <laughs> and then there's the point of, I, I know a little bit about Taekwondo. Uh, my son started, he just had this idea. I'm going to start when I'm, when he was six, he wanted to do it. And he's still doing it. He's, you know, late, mid, late twenties now. And he's still doing it, loves it. It's, it's his thing. Um, but about the second belt, and there are maybe 15 or 20 belts, um, I was lost. And you really need to know when, um, you know, that's not your area. <laughs> that's yeah. not, I'm not going to be the Taekwondo teacher. And he had a wonderful uh, teacher who is still his the school that he goes to for to work out. Um, so there are a lot of experts in the world who you can turn to when you know you're. I'm not an expert on reptiles. Maybe we need to go and find someone who is. We'll call you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so and that's um, when co-ops and support groups and yes. come in handy too, because there are a lot of uh, homeschoolers out there, and we're all usually very happy to share. Uh, our interests and our, our answers to things. If I, I don't think par parents are really, they're kind of surprised at that, at, at, how, at how welcoming and sharing the homeschool community can be. Um, but ask, if you have a question, ask, and somebody's probably doing it, and they'll show you where to get the information. Right, and get connected. And that's, I think that's the big part problem with um, just jumping into homeschooling exclusively online. Um, yes. It's that you're yes. not being connected. The mom's not being connected. The family isn't in general. So uh, yes. you can feel the lost. The world is bigger than that. And there's nothing wrong with an online course. You know, sometimes it's it's great. And that's one of the things where if you're not an expert in something, you know, you're not, you don't know how to do algebra. You know, great. You're going to maybe an online course is the answer. But, you know, that's one part of a much larger life and getting out and finding the homeschoolers in your community and it's just a terrific way to, you know, branch out. They may or may not homeschool or unschool or use the, exactly as you do. They may use a different curriculum. They may not use curriculum. You know, you'll have to find the, the people who you really click with. Um, but everybody doesn't have to do things exactly the way you do in order to have a nice day at the beach or the zoo or wherever your group meets up. Um, and it just can be a, a fun outing without everybody having to be exactly the same. Yeah. Well, great. I think this has been really encouraging um, for listeners as well as myself. If they want to find out more about Florida Unschoolers, can you direct us where they should go? Sure. Absolutely. You could go to the website, which is floridaunschoolers.net. And there's also a Facebook page, which is listed there on the website. All this information um, is pretty much there. There's more information about de-schooling on, on the website under uh, floridaunschoolers.net and then notes for parents. You'll see a couple of pages there about de-schooling and I just urge everyone to start with that information. Um, the rest of it is paperwork and you know how you're going to keep track as you go along and that's all good stuff to know but getting yourself started off uh, with the long process of making this transition and enjoying yourself and having fun with your kids um, it's really important place to start. So start with de-schooling and move on from there. So great. And I'm sure the listeners can reach out to you through email or on your website Absolutely. if they have any questions. It's so. all at the website. Absolutely. Perfect. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, it was wonderful to talk with you. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. 
If you have a local homeschool story that you would like to share, check us out at localhomeschoolers.com. Special shout out to our sound design by Devin Bowman. Tune in next week to hear our latest episode.